Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Real quick before questions, we need to send a shout out and a thank you to David Campbell, who joined our Patreon at the Jedi Council level. So thank you so much, David. That is insanely generous, and we look forward to meeting you. For our first question, Cameron Story, Framed Citizen, Nick Canavan, and Zacharias all ask what Jedi we would want to see covered in Season 2 of Tales of the Jedi. I'll also just real quick throw out, we got a lot of questions about Ahsoka uh, Dooku, their story. I'm doing separate videos on all of that. Uh, one of them should have come out already and the other will come out uh, tomorrow. I think that's my schedule, but th we got a lot of those questions. We addressed it in the live stream we did <laughs> as well. So uh, just wanted to let you know we didn't ignore that or anything. Also, there's no confirmation of an, uh, another season of this show. Right. We're just spitballing i kind of someone did ask in that question will there be a season two i think yes yeah i i don't see why not it, it seems like a good format to explore a bunch of different jedi uh, that haven't gotten the focus not that ahsoka hasn't had the focus before mm -hmm. <laughs> but someone like dooku uh that was so great to see i feel like i learned so much about him so we we can just explore some characters that we would love to see in season two. I've brought this one up before, still agree with it. I want Tar Vizsla. Yeah, that, that's a great one. I think that that's a Jedi that could warrant their own big story at some point. They might be saving him, but in the absence of that, just getting three stories about uh, the first Mandalorian Jedi, maybe only Mandalorian Jedi, and his relationship with the rest of the Order coming from a society that battled against the Jedi for so long, like, that's that's just a really interesting story to get into. Show us the creation of the Darksaber. Yeah. Like, that alone would be worth it and so cool to see. That's he could, how he came into the Jedi Order, how he made the Darksaber, what happened to him. Like, the, there's three stories right there that I'm, I'm all in for. Mm-hmm. And then, so we talked about this a little bit earlier when we were walking Hilo. You put it into my mind that like there would be need to be two that kind of could connect to each other a little bit. Well, like Ahsoka and Dooku's stories, they are both Jedi that left the Jedi Order for similar reasons, and they, they were thematically linked. So I was right. trying to think of maybe other Jedi that we could pair up. So is the, there another one that you would pair with Tar Vizsla? 
the the closest one I could think of was Obi-Wan Kenobi, who has had, you know, the focus before, but we don't know a ton about his younger life. Uh, we've had the book Padawan, which was great, but there's obviously the story of him and Satine that could be explored further. Uh, we could see how he, we, we could see his birth like Ahsoka. I don't know. Like, <laughs> just since he has ties to Mandalore, through Duchess Satine. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also kind of fi follows that format of, okay, we got Asuka, Ahsoka. Ahsoka <laughs> uh, is Ahsoka and Dooku's if they were to ship. Uh, oh, if okay. If we were to ship them. <laughs> we have the Ahsoka stories for uh, people who might want to learn more about her, but she's like a more familiar character. And then Dooku is like, hey, even the diehard fans are going to learn some stuff. Yeah. So I, I think that could balance out. I like those two. Plus, we haven't gotten to see a ton of, like, Obi-Wan's Jedi days other than, like, the the big feature-length movies and uh, in, like, books and stuff. So it would be cool to see him training as a Jedi, working with the other Jedi and stuff. So, yeah. I I'm sure cool. they could find three stories. To, to I mean, we already checked off one. The Satine stuff needs to happen someday. Uh, and then we can find two more. Yeah. Um, I thought of a lot of different ones, but I think the ones that I settled on were Leia and Ben for their two stories to kind of interconnect a little bit. But Leia was only training with Luke to be a Jedi for a very short period of time. But wouldn't that be so cool to see just like what that was like for her? What what was going through her mind? What did that training look like? And we would get Luke, so that would be a good way to get these other very familiar characters into the story as well. We would get Luke, we might get Han, we might get Snoke, if, you know, we're talking about Ben. So I think that would be cool. When you mentioned Leia, like, I lit up, because it, we, we know a lot about Leia, but not her as a Jedi. Uh, we've seen just a glimpse of her training. The books are starting to get into it a little bit, but it would be really fun to see that. And I think Leia and Ben would be a fun connection because we could see Luke as a teacher for Leia and then compare that to Luke as a teacher for Ben, mm -hmm. not to mention see his Jedi Council or his uh, Jedi Training Academy up and running. We know that Snoke approached him at some point kind of as a friend and they, they had an interesting relationship. So it, it'd be cool to... Basically, we've Snoke into Ben's story as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that those are good choices. Yeah. And then on top of that, I, I've thought of so many different ones. I thought of Quinlan Voss. I was going to say, yeah, there, there's a lot that we threw around that we're having trouble pairing up. <laughs> yeah, I think like not necessarily worrying about having to pair them. Yeah. Well, we did we did two that worked. So yeah. now we can just throw around names. <laughs> Quinlan Voss would be great because we haven't seen much of him at all. And to ha see his story, we could get Ventress. Mm -hmm. We could get some of those unused Clone Wars arcs in there. That That's difficult because I thought about that as well, doing some Dark Disciple. If they, even if they did three episodes, I mean, they'd have to make it six, I think. And I think they'd have to be longer because the Clone Wars arc was going to be like seven episodes. Mm -hmm. It was going to be long. So I I don't know how they would condense that down to just three 
or even six shorts. That'd be what tough. If, what if it were Quinlan and Ventress? That'd be cool. Like those would be the two yeah. that they would focus on. I like that because yeah, she trained to be a Padawan for a while. And that's a yeah, obviously very thematically linked, yeah, and and plot linked. Yeah, I would love to see just yeah six straight episodes about the two of them. Um, another name I threw out was Sifo-Dyas. Much like Dooku, he is a name that we've heard a lot about and haven't seen enough of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is great in Dooku Jedi Lost. I really like his character in that, but seeing him growing up with Dooku. So, like, seeing them as younglings, seeing them as Jedi, and then seeing Dooku kill him. Maybe I'm just, like, itching for more Dooku stories, but... <laughs> they but, were... I, I think they were my favorites out of the ones that we've seen so far. Yeah, for sure. But, like, sifo Young, Sifo, what... Like, an episode where it ends with him going to Kamino. Mm-hmm. Like, what specifically drove him to make the clone army or order it, and then how he died. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. Uh, just going to throw out some other ones. Cal Kestis. Anytime we can get more Cal content, I'm here for it. Kanan, you mentioned him <laughs> because their stories are kind of similar. They're, they're, they're like too similar. We, we were like, oh, they could be paired up. And then I was like, oh, it's so, it's the same story. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to see Cal in another format. Um, he's been brought up in like the book Brotherhood as well, so that was mm-hmm. fun. Kanan would be cool to see. We know a little bit of his story already, and we've already seen a very young Kanan in some of the newer stuff. Um, and, and obviously, we can throw out High Republic, yeah, characters. Uh, that maybe save that for when the publishing stuff is done and after the Acolyte comes out to kind of usher a larger audience in. But I do think. That we are going to, we know the young Jedi adventures are coming, so they're going to start doing High Republic animation. But to see it in this format, I think would be really fun. Yeah, and I know Dave Filoni is saving Barisafi for something. Yeah. So why not her? Let's let's figure out what was going through her head when she did what she did. Like she had her reasons. Yeah, I think Barris is another great one because there are questions we want answered. And it would be kind of like Dooku seeing her lose her way, but have have her points. I guess it would just be in the midst of the Clone Wars instead of before it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Barris would be a good one to just like, Dave, finally just tell that story so we all can move on. Brandon Velasquez wants to know what the council thinks happened to Yaddle. Uh... <laughs> I'm saying, like, I do have some little rationalization. She does say, she tells Dooku she stepped down from the council mm-hmm. because she was like, I was wrong. We were wrong. I'm going to step down. So maybe she is considered to be part of the Lost 20. Like maybe the other Jedi are like, oh, well, I guess Yaddle just left rude well would she be considered lost at that point it sounded like yeah she stepped down maybe she was like i'm gonna go take a sabbatical and she just never shows up again which is really sad yeah that like i don't know i i do think she said she was like gonna go to naboo for the funeral which I I was like, wait, is she not there? And I, I double checked and I was like, oh my God, she's not there. And like, mm-hmm. I just always 
for whatever reason, I placed her at the funeral. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's probably gotta be the answer is she stepped down and yeah, maybe said she was gonna go off, take the bearish vow or something. Mm. And so the Jedi were just like, oh, well, I guess Seattle is gone. <laughs> we still don't know what kind of relationship, if any, she had with Yoda, if they were like friends but I was like, maybe he could sense something in the force that she died. But then it's like, why wouldn't he pursue that more right. and like figure out what happened? That, that's what I'm like. They have to not be able to sense her death or else I, I want to believe they would have investigated her. Like she disappeared. She left all of her stuff. Maybe she didn't have much stuff in her apartment. Mm. And the... I'm, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but I'm also screaming like, justice for Yaddle, please. Yeah. Tell me you sent an investigator out somewhere, tried to contact her or anything. I mean, I guess with Palpatine being there, you could argue that like he's clouding everyone's ability to use the force and their judgments. So yeah, it just, it sucks. Yeah. And they say as much in Attack of the Clones that like their ability to use the force is diminished the the dark side clouds everything so i think there are rationalizations we can make for why she just disappeared and no one found out the truth but it hurts yeah we so we did film reactions for the episodes of tales of the jedi but alex accidentally deleted them i did that's my bad that's on me that is probably what got the biggest reaction out of the two of us was her in that episode even though like i mean you see her go into the works district you know what's gonna happen but the way it happened the the door drop like both of us just went okay. or we can re- oh, recreate no. the reaction <laughs> i just recoiled into my couch uh and then like to have her come back was such a great moment as well such a boss yeah she went out like uh a champ. She yeah, she went out on her own terms. She was like, "You're not going to crush me with a door." <laughs> Excuse me. You look me in my eyes yeah. when you stab me. <laughs> Joshua M and Bear ask where all the aliens are in Andor. I can't remember if we've had this question before or not. Uh, but I do agree that especially with the prison episode, it's kind of weird to see a prison full of humans. It would have been cool to see a prison of all kinds of creatures mm-hmm. um again we can like hand wave stuff away and say that the the floor technology only works on humans or something like that aliens are too hardy to to be electrocuted or maybe they're just doing human trials i don't know well when they first got there he said something like you guys are have been found fit for labor so they assign everyone very specific prisons to go to maybe they have their own prison for like different kinds of labor yeah there's a a rhodian prison and an ithorian prison because imagine if someone had someone on their team with like extra arms yeah that would be unfair (laughs) that's true but also like they can probably find specific jobs for four-armed species and a very strong species like wookies probably we know they get sent to kessel a lot so I think that's probably what it is. Speaking strictly for the prison, I do agree that Andor is like a very human-centric show, but I also 
am noticing quite a few aliens in the background. They're they're usually not the focus, but like Mon Mothma's party, anytime they're uh, like walking around on planet Florida, mm-hmm. th- there were a bunch of aliens there just in the background. So I think aliens are being treated much like they were in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. which is also very human-centric. Uh, I-, I think it's just you can't have aliens in every single scene. Um, and so they're treated as more like set dressing, I guess. Yeah. It's really interesting to see the aliens in this show, though, because like you said, we saw a lot of them on uh, Nemos, <laughs> the, the planet Florida. So like, we don't know what class they would be in if they're there are they there on vacation there's definitely one guy that's on vacation yeah or there's two there's the one the little puppet that laughs and then there's another guy just like sitting at a table yeah like in a speedo (laughs) having a drink so with that in mind it's cool to see as the empire is is coming into power the the empire hates the alien species and that's kind of a known thing but so far the only ones we've seen have been like the high class so especially at Mon Mothma's party. Yeah, at the party at Mon Mothma's or they're like going on vacation, which you have to be in a bit of a higher class to be able to do in Star Wars. So I do like that. I think that's a good point of just watching the Empire rise to power more and more. And especially if and this is more of a legends thing that the Empire was very much like uh I forget what they called it. They they were pro they were racist against aliens. They were pro human and they had a specific name for <laughs> uh their anti-alien agenda. But it's interesting that yeah, it could just be a factor of they can't travel the galaxy freely and safely. Mm-hmm. So we're not seeing them as much. Yeah. But when we do get them like Vetch, treasure. Yeah. I also think that animation has uh, changed our expectations a bit where animation you can have aliens everywhere because it's a character model so i do think we see a lot more aliens in animation whereas we don't have to make uh puppets for live action they could do a bunch of cg but star wars likes its alien puppets mm-hmm. so i think that's what they want to focus on yeah like the the big movies will almost always have a big scene with lots of aliens in it because that needs a movie budget to be done. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look at A New Hope, and it's really just the cantina and the Jawas. But Chewie is the only alien walking around the rest of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have uh, Maz Kanata's in The Force Awakens. Canto Bite. You start to see him a little more like in Return of the Jedi. They're more casually there. Admiral Akbar gets a lot of speaking parts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But if you look at the live action films, especially the originals, it is like the cantina scene sticks out in your mind so much because it's so weird and great, but it's not a significant part of that movie. Mm -hmm. Sarah Black wants to know if Lucasfilm is going to do more numbered films if they do a movie set after the sequel trilogy. So this is coming off the Damon Lindelof rumor. I, I'll ta- I'll say the word news, but this is still very much rumor territory that maybe he and uh, I, now I can't remember the writer or the director. I'll put their names up. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they are maybe working on a 
story, a standalone movie that takes place after the sequel trilogy. And they said in the article that like, if it did well, it might go on to have sequels. Yeah. So let's just pretend that that is true. I don't think it will get a, a Star Wars episode X. I don't. It, it said it would be separate from the Skywalker saga. And I think that that is going to be the numbered films as we know it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure eventually we'll get a new trilogy and then they might bring it back in some way. But even then it might be like Knights of the Old Republic episode one. Right. Something like that. Yeah, they're going to eventually probably do another trilogy. And then, yeah, it's going to start back at one because it'll be something completely different. Or they'll be very George Lucas about it and say episode four and we'll yeah. be <laughs> start at four okay, and come see on. where it gets us. <laughs> Go deeper into the canals of Numenor, the mines of Khazad Doom, and more with the official Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. Host Felicia Day and several special guests provide an inside look at the groundbreaking series and what it took to bring Middle-earth to life. Each episode of the official podcast features exclusive interviews with the series showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, including the very first full breakdown of the incredible season finale. Felicia also goes behind the scenes with the cast and crew to bring you jaw-dropping stories and Easter eggs you won't want to miss. Watch The Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app now. On to YouTube questions, Bartek Kubica asks if Andor will help cool fan expectations in the future. So they talk about how every week uh, something will happen. Not every week, but they'll they'll hint at like an engineer and everyone's like, is it Krennic? Is it Galen Erso? And then the KX droid shows up and we're like, is that K2SO? Now it's just a droid. And uh, will this help maybe fans adjust to knowing that a lot of these characters are just going to be new and not everything connects all the time? No. I agree. I don't think so. I think <laughs> Star Wars fans are bit. always going to be that way. Maybe a little bit. I think once Andor is like completely over with, I'm sure people will praise it for many different things, but I don't think this is going to be included in that list of things. Yeah. Of like lowering people's expectations for everything to be related and connected. And and I say that because we've still been dealing with this. Like, this is not new, what Andor has done. Most of the time, if we see a trailer and people, including me, will be like, oh, is that X? Is that Y? Is, like, how is this all connected? And like every time, it's a new character for a new story. I, like 90% of the time. It's going to continue to be like that, too, as long as we're working in the same group of years. Yeah. Like, until we go way in the future, way, way, in, even in the past, there's, you know, Legends characters mm -hmm. that they, that fans are going to want to see pop up. So, way in the future, then maybe things will be different. Yeah. Or, I guess then it'll be like, raise great, 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 great grandson. <laughs> like... I, we we did that too. We were saying, could it be Krennic or Galen? And but we both settled on it's probably a new character. I think I guessed it was the Commandant. I thought that was the engineer. Uh, when really all I had to do was look at the other guy's rank insignia because he had orange on it, and that means engineer. It just went right over my head. <laughs> but I, I think fans are always going to do that because it is fun. Like yeah. I'm not trying to say don't do that. But don't hang all your hopes on it. 
like as long as you can let that stuff go and just be like, oh, nope, it was a new character again, then like have your fun, craft your theories. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Mario Hernandez wants to know when we'll start getting more comics and stories to help flesh out the sequel trilogy. Well, we already have a bit. I mean, uh, Shadows of the Sith was a big one, but I do wonder when we are going to really start diving into that era a little bit more. It's like the Lego shorts have done that. The Star Wars Adventures comics have had some stories around that time. So it has been done, but Shadow of the Sith to me is like the first really big thing that they have done to to help flesh out that era. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything else announced on the horizon. Yeah. And so this will be for the sequel trilogy. I think they're kind of purposefully having this lull for these specific characters so that the younger generation that watched this sequel trilogy when they're, when, you know, they're a little bit younger, they're waiting for them to age up a little bit to then get as equally excited as, you know, other people would get when they, when we hear about a Luke or a Leia story, like let those kids grow up a little bit, let them, I don't know, spend some time without it so that they can realize how much they missed it. I don't know. <laughs> I, know I think that's, those are all very good points. Uh, we are not far away from 2025, the 10-year anniversary of The Force Awakens. So kids that saw that movie when they were 10, 11, 12 are going to hit their 20s. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I had a period where I did not devour everything Star Wars. Like when I left college, I was just, too busy. I didn't get into the Clone Wars. I didn't play SWOTOR. Uh, I, I, and I did miss it. And I came back. And so I, I think that's a good point that there are going to be um, these kids in this generation that when they hear about like, oh, they're doing more books, even mm-hmm. books and comics about the characters I grew up with. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. They're going to play on the nostalgia on a completely different generation, which is going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, they it's the cycle of nostalgia for the originals, nostalgia for the prequels. They'll do nostalgia for the sequels. Uh, they're always going to do that, while hopefully still continuing to expand for new generations. I was going to throw out uh, just that I think they might be trying to figure out what the universe looks like. They might try to plan out some story beats so they can then go to authors and say, we would like you to write this story about this character mm-hmm. at this point in time. James Lucino, here, please write Snoke's origin. Yeah. Like, that that would make sense to me as well. Especially anything post-episode 9. You don't want to see them do another Empire. Like, like the First Order was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, another... another planet killer another another empire yeah yeah yeah. which i i get wanting to distance themselves from that so yeah spend enough time crafting what this new world looks like post nine and and finn made that joke too like is the emperor back again 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 again? din der gut oscar asks if future seasons of tales of the jedi could change the animation style depending on the era I thought that was really interesting. Like they throw out that if we go into the original trilogy, will they use Star Wars Rebels animation instead of like the Clone Wars style? Hmm. I think that's a cool idea. Maybe. 
Maybe. I, I guess in my head, I thought they would stick with one format, one art style. But I, I'm into that idea. This It would be kind of like Visions in that way then. Like if they really played played around with the different animation styles. But I could see that maybe happening. I don't know. Like fans were so divided on which animation style is better and which one looks better. And, you know, there are pros and cons for both. But I don't know. I, I think my gut still says they would just keep the animation style they started with for simplicity's sake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they might just, if there's a season two, they might stick with prequel era characters, Clone Wars era characters, just so they fit that style. Come to think of it, I'm I'm thinking of the animation style of Resistance, and that feels kind of like an in-between Clone Wars and Rebels animation style. That was weird because, like, I think it was animated in 3D, but then passed over to make it look 2d in some way i'm not really sure how all that worked yeah <laughs> but uh, i jumped back to my tarvisla idea it's like oh yeah what if they told tarvisla's tale but it was kind of in the format we saw in rebels where it was almost like a cave painting mm-hmm. just like get really weird with it <laughs> i don't think they would do three shorts like that but i don't know playing with the style i think is a neat idea Star Wars Decoded wants to know when we'll hear more about a droid story. I completely forgot about a droid story. Same. (laughs) That was announced two years ago now, I think in the 2020 thing. is like an animated ILM special, like a one-off special presentation. Which, I mean, that makes me think of the Marvel special presentation projects. Right. So, I don't know. I, I feel like there was some news on that not too long ago, not specifically, but Anthony Daniels tweeted him in like a mocap suit and people were like, is this for a droid story? Like, I don't know. I don't have an answer to this. I just wanted to pick the question because I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I forgot. I mean, I'm not getting my hopes up for anything. And I don't, the way that this has been presented, it's it's very vague, but it also makes me think that it's going to be something like super casual not anything to get anyone's hopes up i think everyone has kind of had that vibe around it i don't think it's going to be some huge new event in star wars storytelling i think it might even be because because they've i think i think they highly talked about ilm in that presentation Mm -hmm. where it's almost like this could be a technological experiment of sorts yeah. That we're just, we're going to tell the story. It'll be all CG, but we're, we're testing things out. I don't really remember <laughs> what it's supposed to be. It could be 3PO and R2, like, telling someone else stories of their adventures, and then we would see said adventures, like, never-before-seen uh, adventures of, of 3PO. They're going to recreate the first, like, arc of Star Wars droids, the animated show from the 80s. <laughs> oh, no. But it'll be in, like... A very hyper-realistic <laughs> style. I, I feel like a lot of people would like that. I think that'd be kind of funny. But I haven't heard anything new about it, and I, I just wanted to say same with you when I was like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, and I hope it's not just like 3PO. I hope we see all, all the other droids that would make sense for I'm the trying stories. to remember the logo now. I feel like 3PO and R2 were 
implied. I bet BB-8 will be involved. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Get B2 in there. Please. Yeah. He's he's the up-and-coming star. Get rid of those has-beens. <laughs> Bring me B2 emo. <laughs> Don't let Anthony Daniels hear you say that. I'm sorry. I would welcome Anthony Daniels back, but B2 emo is my new heart and soul. Do you think Anthony Daniels sees every new droid and sizes them up and is like, <laughs> who is this guy? Everyone's so excited about this little red fire hydrant. What? What is this about? <laughs> <laughs> he does like to tell stories about like, actually having to wear the suit in all the movies maybe that's what a droid story is they just put anthony daniels in a mocap suit and they were like it's a one-man show we turned the camera on anthony like we're gonna head out you just do it you want (laughs) yeah go nuts it's actually like a a one-man show performance of his written biography yeah i wouldn't be all that surprised (laughs) That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.